Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. We are broadcasting from St. Joseph Church in Crosby, Minnesota on Real Presence Live. I'm Deacon Dan Goshi along with your host, Father Anthony Craig. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Deacon Dan. I remember you from church. Yes. yes. That, we saw each other. Th- yes. We saw each other we, there. We saw each other there. Yes. It was <laughs> quite a delight. Good to have you. Boy, that went quickly, didn't it? Into it English. did. Um, but anyway, you are the uh, uh, administrator, parish administrator of St. Joseph Church in Crosby and Our Lady of Fatima in Garrison. I'm privileged to be a deacon assigned at those parishes as well. One of, the, one of your top five deacons here. As I understand, yeah, uh, yes, absolutely. There no, are, there I concur. There are actually only three assigned, but I made the top five list. He told me, so. <laughs> yes, just barely <laughs> made it onto that. Barely list. made it, yeah, barely made it on at, at all. But uh, here I am. So, uh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> what are we going to do? We want to talk about like Jesus and stuff? We today? will. Okay. Jesus is. Oh, it's all for him. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it really is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our whole life. Got some uh, some interesting uh, interviews here this uh, this morning, and um, then they they must have run out of material or um, have misplaced <laughs> trust because they gave us a half hour just to fill on our own as well. So <laughs> we can fill that with we, various. We things. will fill it and uh, in such a way that they will never offer it again. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. Mike, the mic drop moment will be uh, <laughs> it'll be more stripped from our hands than dropped. But uh, anyway. That's why don't we uh, Why don't we begin with a, a prayer, Father? Absolutely. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, Heavenly Father, we love you, and we praise you through your Son, Jesus. And in the power of the Holy Spirit, we have intimacy with you. We offer all that we are, all that we have. Everything that we have and possess is a gift from you. And we offer back to you in thanksgiving and praise. And we ask nothing in return but your grace and your love. With these, we will be rich enough and will desire nothing more. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So our first guest, Father, is somebody you have met. Yeah. <clears throat> I my believe. co-worker. Yeah. Betsy Neepkins, the directress, the director <laughs> of the Department of uh, Marriage and Family Life with the Diocese of Duluth. Betsy. Good morning, Betsy. Good morning. How, How are, are you, you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Yep. Hmm? Enjoying the moderate weather that we have up here, which is not like everywhere in the country, so it's kind of exciting. Yeah, balmy here in Minnesota, isn't it? And even off Lake Superior, is it windy there too? No, it's not windy at all. It's very. It's in the high twenties, which is like perfect winter weather. So, praise the Lord. Small graces, you know. Yeah, we'll take them. (laughs) We'll take. We'll take the graces. Yes. All right. Well, uh, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, Betsy, or not, but if you look at the calendar, you will notice that Christmas Day <laughs> is roughly a week from today. <laughs> I can't believe it. I know. That that happened quickly. Of course, it se- seems the older I get, the more I, I'm, I hear the same words that my parents said over and over. Oh, time goes so fast. I'm like, oh, what do you know? It does not. It takes forever. You know. <laughs> but now yeah. I'm like, wow, December. Goodness sakes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, all right. Tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, Betsy, before we get into this discussion about uh, how to prepare for Christmas. Certainly. Well, I hail from Chicago. Um, not a lot of people know that. And I grew up in a traditional Catholic family. I was blessed with 12 siblings. Um, managed to go from Chicago to, at that time, it was the College of St. Thomas. Now it shows you how old I am. It's the university now. But I met my husband there, and uh, he got a job in Duluth. And so we moved up here. I worked at Glasgow for almost 30 years. And I now, as Father said, I now work at the Diocese of Duluth Office of Marriage and Family Life. Um, but the title I'm most proud of is Mother and Wife. I have six children, uh, five men. And I say man, men because I'm grown up, and daughter who is a senior in, in college who I am preparing to let go uh, <laughs> later this year or later in 2021. So, mm-hmm. uh, on a nutshell, that's, that's kind of who I am. And are your sons uh, married? I have one son that got married this summer. He was he had a COVID wedding. <laughs> he had mm-hmm. planned this very large, elaborate, beautiful wedding. Um, I prayed that it would be what it's supposed to be, mm-hmm. um, being that it's a sacrament, and, and God <laughs> was able to use COVID to bring it to be this, this most beautiful ceremony with nothing more, 16 people that care for him and her just immensely. So it was really... I, I, I didn't know what to expect, but I couldn't have asked for more. So, so that's the only one that's married, and the only the other kids um, have um, girlfriends and, and nothing, no other significant sort of person in their lives. So it's, it's new for me, just uh, being an in-law. So, and it's a very good thing. She's a wonderful young lady. Well, that's a great attitude that you had about even a COVID wedding, that uh, there was still something beautiful about it. Uh, still, the purity of the moment was not ruined or anything like that. It was well, still it was supposed to be, um, right? And to let that still be good, you know. Yeah, it was just so great. It really all focused on the sacrament. Did you cry? Uh, I. <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. Maybe I shouldn't have asked that. Sorry. I just wanted to ask. <laughs> I don't. You don't have to answer that, Betsy. I'm sorry. I, I want to know. Okay. Yes, do answer. Oh, I, I cried a ton because it was oh, yeah. everything I wanted for my. <laughs> so, yes, it was. Yes. So, oh, that's so fitting, so, though. That's so good. The mother loves her mm-hmm, children yes. so much. Mm-hmm, These mm-hmm. beautiful moments. They're worthy of those things. You yeah. know, they're worthy yeah. of that cry, mm-hmm. that yeah. soul leaking. <laughs> Did you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, one of the things I learned when I had my, I thought that, you know, once you have a child, you couldn't possibly love something, anything more until you have another child. And that's when I learned that love is not divided, it multiplies. Mm-hmm. And so having a new daughter-in-law, um, there was really, we have, I've had no fear of any sort of um, division of love, but rather the multiplication. So it's been, it's, the more the better as far as I'm concerned in my whole life story, so... Amen. Populate in heaven. There you go. Yes, exactly. Love that. So was it, I just want to know, now that we've gone there, was it kind of a messy cry? or? I mean, <laughs> oh, my, oh my goodness. Little, it, was it, it gross? Was, or? It was a little, you know, it was really neat. It's before the, um, 
before the rehearsal, because we had a little rehearsal, which is kind of cute, because there was, like, nobody, you know. Right, yeah. But um, they had adoration in the church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was just set up for, like, this major cry. Actually, the priest approached me to see if I was okay. <laughs> <laughs> you were right. <laughs> Are you, you're going, that's a lot of tears. You did, I mean, so did you get... Did you get dehydrated? I mean, were there that many tears? <laughs> I just, I just want to go here. Very well. Okay. Shall we? Uh, okay. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> there absolutely was. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, it's you like started it, Father. Christmas is next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah. talk about. Let's talk about Christmas. Do you cry <laughs> at Christmas? No, we won't. Uh, uh, so, uh, Betsy, uh, as director of the Department of Marriage and, and Family Life, um, certainly. You look, I imagine, at, at all the liturgical seasons, all of the events in life, uh, everything that, that happens through that, through that lens. And so uh, what, what advice do you have for families who just aren't sure how, how they're going to be able to celebrate Christmas this year, um, you know, what to do, what, you know, uh, it, as, as we broadcast to several states, there may be different um, forms of advice and regulation and things like that. Um, what, what's your thought? What's your advice? Well, first, um, I'm excited for this Christmas because God gave us the gift of time um, in a lot of respects because, um, you know, everything's slowed down and things are different. And so I, my biggest advice is to start with Jesus and the Holy Family. Like, if you start there and let everything else permeate from there, I just think that you order things rightly. And, um, and when you focus on that instead of all of the... Um, and, and I'm not, I'm not a perfect, I have gone in many other directions. And all it does is give you sort of a stressful mess that causes chaos and anxiety and all the time. But when you start, when I have and have this, this Advent season, start with Jesus. It's so easy to prioritize what needs to go next. And the emphasis on the other, which isn't nearly as important, reduces that stress and the craziness and sort of stuff. So, you know, when you start with Jesus, it just makes it so much more joyful and appreciative, and your heart feels generous. Um, it's just so that's my advice. When you're thinking with all this craziness, and every stage is going to be different, but if you start with Jesus, you can figure out everything else. If you start with I've got a list of things I have to get for people. You're already setting yourself up for a yeah, yeah, so, yeah. That's a that reminds me, Betsy, of the, you know just good artists. If um, they want to do a good job with something that they are trying to draw or do a portrait of, they have to have the object, the canvas, and themselves, the artist, all lined up in order to do a great job. And the object for us is Jesus, and to keep the model always before us if we want to be, say, a good artist with the masterpiece of our you know, life that's supposed to be something at the end of it that is a sort of canvas that we've worked on. You know, but keeping our eyes on that object, the, the model, Jesus. Um, and you said order things rightly, and that's that's what it reminded me of. We get these great depictions of like these nativity scenes. Do you guys have one in your home? That kind of thing. Um, we do not just have one. <laughs> we have several actually. Oh. As you walk through the house, I know there should be, but we could not. We have one that's very like very elegant, and then one that's kind of um, kind of beat up, but it was a family one and kind of a little bit truer to the story in some respects. Um, and then we have one that's a complete, um, 
with just a, a single sort of, um, oh, what would you call it? Just a plaster sort of all-in-one where you can't move anybody. Oh, sure, right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but having several in your home is a good thing to keep Jesus always before us, the model. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, you've Absolutely. done just that. <laughs> we, yeah, when, when my daughter was uh, uh, fairly new to the world, a couple of years old, three, four, five, we had uh, two nativities, the, the, the nicer do not touch one, you know, <laughs> yeah. out of reach. But uh, then we had one under the tree that she could play with. And, you know, as, as we described to her what, you know, what the nativity was and, and what Christmas is and all of this and all of these people coming to see, you know, the baby Jesus, the shepherds, the kings. Um, pretty soon there was a little uh, toy dolphin that wanted to see Jesus. And oh, he, no. he was part of the nativity. Uh, Barney the dinosaur was really big when Nellie mm-hmm. was growing up. So Barney was there to see, uh, to see Jesus. And, and all of the toys, you know, all of her favorite toys were there too. And I thought, I've never seen a more beautiful nativity in my life. So, but yeah, oh. yeah, just very ornate. I cried a little. Do you want me to describe? No. Okay. It, well, <laughs> maybe just a little uh, description. Uh, <laughs> no. no. But it was beautiful. I was, I was just so pleased and 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 i thought you know what every nativity should have you know this this elegant one that's up high so nobody can touch it maybe that's where you know we got to bring all of our stuff to the lord right all of our stuff to the lord praise him with everything we've got everything we got that's a good that's a good image yeah it's beautiful bringing it all to him the sufferings the joys Mm -hmm. when i was at scholastica um i i had the students research the journey. I mean, the journey to get to um, Bethlehem was not an easy journey. Um, so, and so what we did is we across a long hallway. We started them. Um, we, uh, Mary and Joseph on a camel, a little picture of them, and then actually through the journey, what might likely be, and if you study, you can hear what the likely road that they traveled to get ultimately to the manger scene. So the manger scene was fairly empty beginning of advent and these students would move the would move the the camel and mary and joseph along a road um but that is an interesting thing for kids to because we just we always think of the end point but that journey right. and trust me the mother of six children <laughs> riding a camel the yeah. miles that they traveled is is truly in itself a miracle so um that's just kind of a fun if you're looking for a little in Brennan, you'd have to work speed it now because it's just a week away but it might be a fun thing for for a family to do is to kind of walk the the journey with Mary and Joseph. I, I want to talk more about uh, in those those kinds of uh, intentional things that we can do and some traditions and things like that. We're going to take a short break, Betsy. But uh, you okay. said uh, you said you wanted to you know we should start Christmas uh, with Jesus, and I want I'd like to get some uh, you know some maybe specific and practical um, things that we can do to to more intentionally do that when we come back. Is that all right? That's perfect. Okay, perfect. We're broadcasting on Real Presence Live from St. Joseph Church in Crosby, Minnesota. I'm Deacon Dan Goshi along with Father Daniel Weiske. Or Father, I'm sorry. Oh, my. That was my other host. (laughs) Father, uh, what's it? Anthony Craig, I (laughs) believe it is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good to meet you. (laughs) We'll be back shortly on Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. It's a great time to spring into summer at Riverview Senior Living Community in Fargo. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. 
We are currently accepting new independent and assisted living residents. Riverview provides a safe, comfortable place to live with a small town Main Street feel with home cooked food, a la carte care services, daily activities, and mass five days a week. You can contact Marin or Katie to find out about all that Riverview has to offer at 701-237-4700 or at homeishere.org. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with an end-of-year gift planning tip. With the end of the year approaching, a charitable gift can help you support our mission and receive tax benefits. In addition to gifts of cash, here is a gift strategy worth considering. Gifts of appreciated assets such as securities or real estate are an excellent way for you to help our cause. Securities may be transferred directly to us, while real estate is transferred through a deed. These gifts will not affect your cash flow, and they provide the following tax benefits. A charitable deduction to help you save on taxes, a bypass of federal and state capital gains taxes, and an avoidance of tax on net investment income. To learn more about these strategies and the benefits of making an end-of-year gift, please call or visit our website today at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Did you miss the Real Presence Radio in-person or virtual banquet? We have good news. You can catch an encore presentation of the banquet on the Real Presence Radio website. Go to our virtual banquet website at realpresenceradio.com slash virtual banquet and hear from the host of EWTN's The Doctor is In. This limited time viewing gives you an opportunity to catch all new material from Dr. Ray Garendi and support Real Presence Radio at the same time. That's realpresenceradio.com slash virtual banquet. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Inspirational, uplifting, and extraordinary were the words that that uh, announcer just used to describe... <laughs> well, you've got the wrong hosts today. Yes. I'm Deacon Dan Goshi, along with Father Anthony Craig. Yes, I, I said it right. Oh, he he yeah. wrote it down for me. A so golden thank you. star for the you. Go- oh, goody, a golden star. Just one. We are broadcasting from St. Joseph Church in Crosby, Minnesota. Our guest right now is um, the Director of uh, the Department of Marriage and Family Life for the Diocese of Duluth, Betsy Neepkins. Hello again, Betsy. Hello, hello. You, you're still with us, even through the break, huh? I made it, and then, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Jesus. <laughs> you guys didn't scare me away. I'm still here. Well, challenge accepted. Um, we were talking a little bit about, um, uh, you know, keeping the focus on Christmas, on Christ, on Jesus, uh, and, and, and maybe th- thought you could give us um, maybe some practical uh, ideas on just how to do that, um, some of the traditions that you've had in your life. My, my wife and I had a, uh, an extraordinary Thanksgiving in that we were both in quarantine and um, awaiting test results, which were negative. So, um, But we missed gathering... And we, you know, and and we, frankly, had yes, we cried, Father, to answer your question before but, you asked uh, it. Okay, I was, I was uh, we we, had, we were having a little pity party, you know. Poor us, we're here, you know. We we, we drove by my brother's house, and he ran out with a, a, a tin foil pan with some turkey and drink, you know, and we ate it in the car, <laughs> you know, and and just really felt sorry for ourselves. And I think, you know, but we 
we saw that, and we tried to correct it and, and be more intentional. But um, you know, Christmas could be could be that way for some, and and uh, or or worse. So, what do you got, Betsy? Help help us to be there. Well, first of all, I think a really important thing it, it is is not uncommon that the Christmas mass is a ma- the major tradition of of the Christmas season. Now, this year, you know, there particularly people that are vulnerable, maybe older, haven't been to mass. Family members might come home, and there might be the assumption that we go, you know, we pack the house for Christmas in in nearly every church. And um, I don't know that people realize that it's not going to be that easy this year. That people, like, for instance, my parish, she has to make a reservation. They've added masses because there's only, you know, uh, whatever the reg is, 50% or something in Minnesota. Mm. But I think there would be great value in checking the website of each of the parishes. If they don't have a website, um, they might be inundated with calls, but it might be really, really wise to call the parish to find out how they're handling it. Because I'm sure it would be really disappointing to, to come to town, see your parents, plan to go to Mass as a family, and then not be able to do that, and that you could be setting yourself up for another discipline. My experience around most parishes that priests have added, uh, pastors have added masses, which is very sacrificial. I mean, it could be considered sacrificial just in regards to yes. time. Of course, but, I agree. So that would be a very interesting thing. A labor of love, though. I mean, truly. Absolutely. Don't make me cry. Absolutely. Um, but a lot goes into the, they, they give a lot of, they, a lot goes into the Christmas mass, and so to, to repeat um, multiple times is just such a gift for us. So, um, so that's a really important piece. The other tradition, you know, when you have five boys and a daughter, you, you, oh, we always got dressed up for mass, but Christmas mm-hmm. mass, we usually purchased new clothes or had the absolute, and we actually ironed things. And, and I think part, I think as time goes on, we kind of have less than that. And I think there is some great beauty in really trying to make this, you, you only get dressed up when it's a very special occasion. And and in, um, and sometimes for people that can't afford super, you know, or can't afford to go out and buy stuff right now, you, you know, making sure that you as a family are at the very best that you can be is just such a beautiful a way, um, a sacramental sort of way of letting Jesus know that how very excited you are to welcome Him into our lives again. So, um, right. So that um, might seem in this time that that's kind of a thing that gets lost, but in reality, it really speaks of a great joy and celebration. Um, so, find out I think what your parish plans are. Also, the other thing is my experience is that they've. They add a ton of confessions during this time, and I think confessions can really be celebrated. I mean, you really prepare your heart when you go. You bring your family, and then, you know, you might have to go through a drive through in Minnesota. I don't know about the other states around us. I think they can pretty much go into restaurants. But really make, once the confession happens, make it a celebratory sort of thing of the holiness and, and go out or make a nice special meal or something. Um, right. So we typically go as a family to confession. Um Another thing we've done, and you can do it, and if you do it really quickly, I did it this year. Um, I Every year, I buy each of my children a book. It's either a Christmas book, and as they get older, it's been like this year, my focus has been on confirmation. So I, each of my kids picked a saint, and so I researched 
a book. And it's the only gift is parents, but everything else comes from Santa, actually. But the one gift that comes from parents are, are these books. And we usually write inside the book a little inspirational sort of how much this year and whatever, some sort of special message in the data. And, um, and so um, we do that. And so each of the kids have a, their saints, and so they'll be receiving them. And I'm hoping they haven't. Um, they're not listening to this, which I'm guessing they're probably not. <laughs> um, but that's what this year. So every year, ever since. So my son that's 30 has 30 books. Um, Sweet. Got to build that library. Yeah, yeah. So about every topic. And uh, you would think there'd be <clears throat> run out of books, but there really is plenty out there. So, And they're in people keep writing and writing wonderful things. So, and I usually spend the whole year thinking about, um, you know, if a book comes up that I see or enjoy, that's what I do. Um, the other thing we've been doing a lot more of is just having sacred Christmas music playing nearly every... I mean, sacred Christmas music are prayers, and to have that um, going all the time, just keeps your heart, um, even in this difficult time, um, just really elevates the heart and keeps you in the, for lack of it, in the mood or in a closeness with Christ. So, um, the other thing this year, um, you know, usually our families are together, and that's, you know, that's such a special part, and you know that's just not going to be able to happen. Um, if it does happen, you know, it really needs to be done in a safe way. Um, we have, uh, I have some of my children quarantined for two weeks before they come. I have, um, and the rest of us are going to get tested before Christmas to uh, make sure that we're COVID-free before we gather. Um, so, um, but we have family members we're not going to be able to see. So, uh, Zooming, which is an excellent idea, is so important, particularly the elderly population. Or if you can't Zoom, if you don't know what that is, just calling those people and letting them know that you're thinking of them. And we, almost everybody now knows how to do speakerphone. I think that's so much, um, such a beautiful way to, to include people. But we've got to think about it because I can't think. I've just seen my father-in-law and my, well, I haven't seen them, but just deteriorating only because of lack of connection. So that's so important to, to include that as well. Yeah, that's a that's a great thing too, and and to even sing through the phone, right? Just to mm-hmm. like sing, bring a little cheer, because sometimes their their minds might be in a different place at times too when you're calling them, and the song can bring it right back and just like mm-hmm. you know, we wish you a Merry Christmas, all the um, Silent Night, be it mm-hmm. something bringing them calm if they have yeah. the need for calm, you know. Yeah. You can do it in just German, maybe. Yeah, you know? still in <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Was that's an excellent idea. Like that, there is something, and then having to look at, particularly if you have small children. Oh, could you imagine having right. small children singing "Silent Night" or, or mm-hmm. you know, any any of those songs? And a lot of those school age kids, you know, had um, uh, it probably were virtual, but they had Christmas um, programs, and they all had the songs. So what a what a neat way that to celebrate with us. So we just have to aim those people that we know that um, I have a. Uh, a gentleman I see at Daily Master's wife passed away this year and um, you know just reaching out to those people that so many people lost um, you know just to be very conscious of them because that's got to be a terrible business this time of year and it's a lot yeah to be very yeah right really intentional um, 
some of the some of the fun things we do is um, I uh, we were talking about babysitting, and I am like I don't know where it came from, but I will not put baby Jesus in that crib until midnight, and so it's oh. always kind of very good because I have to hide them because my kids try to um, <laughs> it doesn't matter, and you know I'm like no, so, so not until midnight um, do I put baby Jesus in the crib so when they wake up, Jesus is there. Those little things, they seem kind of things that they've been to. You know, traditions are really neat because, you know, they they bind us to the past and they bring hope of the future. So that's why I think I'm so attached to all these traditions I have with my kids and my family. It's, it's interesting because when you don't do it, if you don't do something, they never say very much when it happens. Mm-hmm. But when, they, when you don't do it, they actually yeah. miss it. It reminds yeah. you, you know. The sin of omission uh, is a bigger one, you know, there. Yeah. Like, oh, man. <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgot, honestly. Really? You know. never do that again. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Easter, I wasn't much of an online person. In Easter, everything was shut down. And so mm-hmm. I couldn't yeah. get the book in right. time. And boy, you know, all the candy, all the candy. Where's heard about it. <laughs> and I'm like... Oh, thank you, God. They do care. <laughs> they do know. <laughs> well, those were um, what a what a wonderful uh, lineup, you know, of, of different traditions and things. Planning ahead, uh, checking in with the parish to find out what what you can do and, and how you can participate. Um, dressing for it, what, you know, what if you can't go? You know, you can still dress for it and participate mm-hmm. yeah. and 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 with your heart. Of all the things that you listed, my favorite is not simply the the family confession but the celebration afterwards what a beautiful thing we have got to celebrate that that great sacrament the gift you know? of mercy and, from and jesus yeah if there if there was ever a time in our lives to celebrate there is never one that's more that more fitting than immediately after confession amen wow that's it's go beautiful. get some beef brisket i mean just <laughs> cook it up big this is God's mercy. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, beautiful. You know? All right. Well, Betsy, thank you so much for joining us. We're going we're gonna to move on, but uh, I want to wish you and your family a Merry Christmas. It's been oh, a delight. You, you as well, both yeah. of you. Have a thank very God nice bless you, Betsy. Yeah, thank very you good. so much. All right. Well, up next, uh, well, they're doing random acts of kindness. Find out why on the other side of this break. I'm uh, Deacon Dan Goshi, along with Father Anthony Craig, broadcasting from St. Joseph Church in Crosby, Minnesota, on Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 